Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Dare to Dream Bigger podcast with me, your host, Claire Yosa, mentor to passionate world changers and author of Dare to Dream Bigger. And in today's episode, I've got a total woo for you. We're going to talk about fear, the elephant in the room, entrepreneurial fear, fear of taking that inspired action towards your dreams, the secret stuff that keeps us stuck dreaming big but playing small. So if you've ever felt secretly scared, particularly if you felt you couldn't talk about it, today's episode is for you. So we're missing the whole beautiful intro-outro music thing today because I'm recording this for you on holiday. I felt totally inspired. I have to share this episode with you today. And I want to know, when did it become taboo to talk about fear? So I'm a member of many entrepreneurial communities, both in the physical world and online. And there's a trend I've noticed that's growing so fast, I feel I need to stand up and be counted to share my message with you on this, because I'm guessing you might well feel the same way I do. Everybody's pretending we never feel scared. What I'm seeing is this trend is the more successful somebody becomes, the bigger their platform is, the more impact and influence they have, the less they want to talk about fear. So maybe they don't feel it. Genuinely, maybe they're scared that if they admit it, it will overwhelm them. You see, we've just spent a decade doing the whole feel the fear and do it anyway. And I do not recommend that to my mentoring clients and my masterminders and my students. There's a really good reason why. You see, when you feel the fear, your body cannot tell the difference between what I call legitimate fear and mind story fear. So I want to take an example recently. I was on the plane to come on holiday to my favorite hotel in Turkey. And we had turbulence so bad that it was the pilot kind of, okay, cabin crew, take your seats. And we were there for 20 minutes. We were having to brace ourselves against the seat in front because otherwise we'd hit our heads on it. And people were screaming. Now, I don't love flying. I used to. Not sure what happened. I've used my EFT stuff. Now, I hate turbulence. Maybe it was studying plane crashes when I was an engineer. Maybe it was joining the university parachute club. I'm really not a fan of turbulence. It doesn't matter how much I tell myself, oh, it's just like a train going over some bumpy tracks or a bus going around a pothole. My brain knows there's nothing underneath that plane. I was once asked in a job interview by a chief engineer, how do planes fly? And I said, I really don't know, it's magic. Yeah, I knew the science behind it, but to me it still feels like magic. So when we hit turbulence and it's like being in a mid-air <laughs> roller coaster suspended above nothing, I have to work really hard not to freak out. I've done a lot of work with EFT that meant when we hit that severe turbulence last week, I was not screaming. I was taking the actions I needed to take to be safe and I was doing the work I needed to stay calm, knowing there was actually nothing I could do to change the situation. My heart was pounding. I could feel sweat arriving. I knew there was nothing I could do to change it. So this is what I would call a legitimate fear, is your body knows and your mind knows that you're actually at physical risk. Most of the fear we feel though day to day is mind story fear. When you tell yourself a story about something you're scared of, it triggers exactly the same reactions in your body as though you were going through that experience. Your heart will race, adrenaline, cortisol flood your system. 
your body doesn't care whether your mind story fear is just a story you're telling yourself or whether it's real. So what happens to your performance is you lose the blood flow to the prefrontal cortex in the brain, which is the bit that has brilliant ideas and leaps of understanding and rational thought and strategic thinking. You're stuck in fight, flight, freeze. You're running on adrenaline. You're running from that saber-toothed tiger. So for example, if you've got to make a sales call or have a discovery call with a client and you're feeling scared, the likelihood of you intuitively thinking about the right thing to say at the right time is really, really low because you're operating from a place of fear. If you are at a networking event introducing yourself and you're feeling scared, people will feel that. They'll feel that there's a disconnect. They're not able to really connect with you. And it makes it harder to build those relationships. If you are sending out an email to your email subscriber tribe and you're feeling scared about, oh, I don't really want to bother them, they will feel that energy through the tone of the words that you use. If we feel the fear and do it anyway, it completely clouds the inspired action that we're prepared to take. It keeps us taking actions that aren't quite big enough to create breakthroughs. It keeps us stuck in procrastination. We tell ourselves we're too busy, we don't have enough time. We secretly self-sabotage the very opportunities we've been dreaming of, maybe without even realizing we're doing it. So this is why I have a big soapbox out right now about people who are leading and influencing pretending there's no such thing as fear. I am not saying that we should dive in and have a dinner party with our inner drama queen and lose ourselves in those fear stories. But if we pretend it's not there, it doesn't work because you can't pretend something that your body is currently experiencing. Yeah, you can't pretend that away. It's there. It's there in the chemicals, in the hormones, in everything flooding your system. It's changing the way your brain is wired. Our mind stories about our fear actually change the neurology in our brains. See, if we regularly say, tell ourselves a story about, you know, we open, I used to do this one, okay? We open our inbox and it's like, <gasps> is there going to be a howler in there? Harry Potter style, Harry Potter style, <laughs> Harry Potter style. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, I very rarely get them. But I used to have this fear of when I open my inbox is what's going to be in there for me. So what used to happen is the moment I made the decision to look at my emails, I would start the stress response. It had become hardwired in my brain, an autopilot program in my head's computer. And it meant opening emails instantly triggered that worry, that nervousness, that stress. So it's really important that we don't allow our fears to become excuses and that we take action to handle them. But by pretending they're not there, it does everyone a disservice. So here's what happens. You sign up for that four-figure mentoring program or business growth program, and it doesn't work for you, despite you doing everything you've been told to do. Why? Because the person who designed it had dealt with their inner fears. They dealt with imposter syndrome. They'd handled self-sabotage, or they had a way around it. But they don't realize that that is what makes their secret source work. They can no longer walk in the shoes of a beginner. And in fact, fear hits everyone. I've worked for 15 years now with people up to boardroom level. And most boardrooms in the world have got a good handful of people, if not the majority of people in there, secretly worried. What if they find me out? What if I'm not good enough? You know, who am I to be sitting here in this boardroom? What am I doing here? What if they discover that I'm a fraud? I'm an imposter. So the fact is the fear is there. 
Whenever you stretch a comfort zone, whenever you do something that's out of your norm, there's bound to be a little bit of you that wants to keep you safe. This is, oh no, don't do that. Don't do that. No need to do that. And if you don't listen to the quiet voice, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So what I recommend is dead is deal with the fears and love the journey. Feeling the fear and pushing on through it and pretending it's not there and denying it is denying a part of yourself that's scared. And if we look at it from the perspective of inner child work, what you're saying to that inner child within you that's scared is you're not good enough. You're not worthy of my love, my attention, my support. It would be like saying to a child, you're scared, just get over it. (laughs) Instead of giving them a hug and saying, how can we fix this? So those legitimate fears, I've really been pushed through the mill on them this week. We had that severe turbulence. Then a few days later at my favorite hotel, I was at one of the bars and we had a storm that was the strongest storm they've had in the six years they've been open. We think the winds were somewhere between 50 and 60 miles an hour. And my husband and I found ourselves having to protect a group of children in a little open-sided building with umbrellas from this storm and the debris that was flying. It sounds very blasé now. At the time, it was really quite terrifying. I've gone through a fear by pushing myself to swim out of depth in the sea, which was an incredible experience once I let go of the fear. I didn't swim in the sea by pushing through the fear. I got in there and I let the fear go. Yeah, I took the steps I needed to make sure I was safe. I actually went in with one of those fantastic kids' woggles initially, so I knew I was safe. And as my confidence grew, I could let go of the woggle. Yeah. And also breathing underwater. I used to love snorkeling. I'd forgotten how to do it. I discovered last week that breathing underwater is actually quite a counterintuitive and terrifying thing. Again, it's building up bit by bit. I let go of my inner drama queen. I told her I'm going to do this, but I need to find a way to get you to support me rather than me having to reject you. Because our fears are simply part of us that's trying to protect us. Rejecting them, pushing on through them, ignoring them, pretending they're not there creates inner conflict. It's like self-rejection, lack of self-love, almost a form of abuse. When you can turn them into allies by looking at what specifically is it I'm scared about, And what can I do about that? Okay, and now let's do this thing that's stretching my comfort zone. You do that from a place of empowered, confident freedom. Open-hearted, your posture's totally different. The actions you take are different. The thoughts you think are different. The people that you will resonate are different to if you do it despite the fear and push on through because the fear makes us contract It changes your posture. It changes your voice. It changes your actions. It attracts different people. It shuts us down. So how do you do that? If you've hung out with me for a while, you know I'm a super fan of my ABC process. You hear a fear thought. You A, accept. Okay? You name it for what it is. That is a fear thought. And look at it. Is it a mind story or is it legitimate fear? Are you in severe turbulence in that airplane? Are you going to do something dangerous at sea? Is it, air quotes here, just a mind story? You accept it because as Carl Jung said, what we resist persists. Accept you had a fear thought. And this is the absolute key. Breathe. So A, accept. B, breathe. Really deep breath in. (sighs) Breathe out that fear thought. Let it go. Do it three times. Breathing in. 
let it go. And a third time, breathing in, I let that fear thought go. Why is this so important? Well, can you feel it resets your nervous system? I'm a meditation teacher. I've had two books published on the topic. When you breathe deeply and consciously and you breathe out with that sigh, it's the first step to turning around the freeze, the fight, flight, freeze response to allowing it to shut down so you can then get your nervous system back in balance, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic, and you can be relaxed and alert. That resets the whole, where's the blood flow going in the brain, the cortisol, the adrenaline. This is why the breathe is so important. You're not getting rid of that fear. You're just breathing out the physical symptoms of it and also the energy that it was building up and blocking inside you. And then the C is choose. Choose a thought that makes you feel more confident, more empowered. Deliberately choose to tell yourself a story that helps you to do whatever it is you're about to do. I have a magic question I use with mentoring clients on this, which is what do I want instead? So I accept I've just had a fear thought, yeah? I breathe it out and let it go. And I choose what do I want instead? Make it something that you can control because you can't change others, only yourself. Something you could take concrete action on and focus on that instead of the fear. You're not denying the fear. You're just saying, okay, what do I want instead? I want to feel really confident on stage. What do I need to do to be able to feel that? Okay, maybe I need a coach. Maybe I need to go and deal with this fear. Maybe I need a really well-structured presentation that I've practiced a few times in front of friends. When you shift your attention to what do I want instead, instead of the fear, the fear starts to get back into perspective. Its mountain turns back into a molehill and you re-empower yourself to go and make the difference you're really here to make. And one of the very last fears to go, when I'm working with clients, they're often already doing really well in their businesses. They're ready to step up to the next level. Maybe they're going from hobby to business or business to legacy. The last fear that hangs around is imposter syndrome. So often, that is the one that we deny. That is the one that we pretend isn't there. But it's one that we have to deal with before we can really grow to become who we really are and make the difference we are really here to make in the world. And imposter syndrome is basically just a limiting belief in a really, really snazzy suit, okay? Imposter syndrome comes up when who you see you need to be to achieve something is different from who you see you are. That gap is imposter syndrome. If you're running imposter syndrome, there are strategies there for you in my book, Dare to Dream Bigger, in step three on credibility. Because when it comes up, particularly when we're looking at being more visible and growing our platform, when we're in our nice little tribe and community feeling safe, imposter syndrome isn't there too much. When you look at suddenly connecting with a bigger audience full of strangers, this is when it rears its head, okay? But for everything else, accept, breathe, choose is a brilliant quick fix for turning fear into an early warning sign that you need to be doing something differently and then taking positive action. So I'd love to hear from you on this. Do you think too many of our gurus are pretending that fear doesn't exist? How do you think fear actually gets in the way of the actions that we want to take on our businesses? And what are your strategies for turning that around? Come and find me over at the show notes for this episode. That's claireyosa.com forward slash podcast forward slash zero five one. I'd love to hear from you via the comments. And if entrepreneurial fear is a thing for you, 
come and let me know. Hello at clareyosa.com. I've got two spaces for mentoring clients this side of Christmas. And I also have an online course to help with imposter syndrome and with limiting beliefs. I'd love to be able to help you. There are loads of resources as well in step two of Dare to Dream Bigger. And quick heads up on what's on. Doors close on my author mastermind this week. So if you want to join us for the November round, if you're listening to this in 2018, you need to get your little fingers on your keypad over to authormastermind.com forward slash November. It's your absolute last chance to join us. If you want to get totally nailed your new book, the structure, who it's for, how to make it stand out, what your launch strategy is going to be, what the flow of the book is going to be, and start getting it written. It's an absolutely incredible opportunity to join us for that. Awesomemastermind.com forward slash November. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Do tell your friends about it. You can share this episode via social media. And if you've got a question you'd like me to answer, a topic you'd like me to cover in a future episode, let me know. Hello at clareyosa.com. I'd love to hear from you.